Hi, it's Nick. Welcome back to another episode of The Breathing 411. The 411 stands for four thoughts, one quote, and one answer all around optimizing our breath so we can optimize our life. So let's jump straight into thought number one. It is titled The Breath Love Connection, Safety, Self-Love, and Upward Spirals. So I've recently kind of taken a deep dive into the connection between breathing and love. And so I just wanted to share kind of a summary statement of everything I've learned condensed into the smallest possible portion uh, I can. So here it is. Breathing can be considered self-love. It increases vagal tone and helps us feel safe, allowing us to experience more love-love. Experiencing more love, then, will reshape our lives for the better, triggering an upward spiral that lifts us to become the best versions of ourselves we can become. That is it. I think that's uh, amazing. And just one more reason to practice breathing, specifically slow breathing. And a lot of this was inspired by reading Love 2.0, which is a great book by Barbara Fredrickson. All right. With that, I'll move on to thought number two. This one is called The Breath-Heart Connection, and it's titled Entrainment. So here is a quote. Entrainment is the term for when two oscillations become synchronized, like when two tuning forks come to vibrate at the same frequency or two pendulums begin to synchronize and swing at the same tempo. End quote. And that is Lisa Miller, PhD from The Awakened Brain. And although this passage had nothing to do with breathing, uh, I thought the word entrainment was perfect. And it was a perfect way to describe the breath-heart connection. Because when we breathe at about four to seven breaths per minute in that ballpark, our breathing rate entrains our heart rate. They, quote, synchronize and swing at the same tempo. This, of course, makes everything run more efficiently. And as Trey Minch says, quote, our respiration has the potential to optimize the rhythm of various mechanisms and align them with our heart rate, end quote. That is amazing. Yet another reason to practice slow breathing, to get that entrainment, to get the breath, the heart, the nervous system all in alignment so they can work more efficiently. And with that, we'll move on to thought number three. This is a fun one titled Big Tech versus Gandhi. And here's a quote. One of the ironies is that there are these incredibly popular workshops at Facebook and Google about mindfulness about creating the mental space to make decisions non-reactively, and they are also the biggest perpetrators of non-mindfulness in the world, end quote. And that is Aza Raskin from Stolen Focus. Uh, and the book is written by Johan Hari, but this was an interview he had with, with Aza. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Aza Raskin. And I just thought that was amazing because I've always thought it was cool to hear that big tech companies have these meditation pods and mindfulness events, right? I thought, oh, how neat is that? But maybe it's not so neat after all. As this passage points out, these companies are also, quote, the biggest perpetrators of non-mindfulness in the world. That's mind-blowing, and I've never actually thought about that. So, of course, right, no one person, no company is perfect, and everyone's just trying to do the best we can to make ends meet, to do, you know, do what they got to do. But... This reminded me of a quote from Gandhi as he says, quote, one cannot do right in one department of life whilst doing wrong in another department. Life is one indivisible whole, end quote. 
And I think that's beautiful. So here's to doing our best. Of course, accepting we'll never be perfect, but doing our best to lead with our hearts and live, live up to our values in all areas of our lives today, right? This week. So just uh, an interesting way of looking at it. There's really no big tech versus Gandhi. That's just my headline. But, but the, you know, the, the, the idea that we need to live up to our values, that life is one indivisible whole. That's the best way to put it. And that by acting one way, if we're doing our breathing practice and then going out and screaming at people or, you know, we got to take these principles and apply them to all of the departments of our life. All right. So with that, I'll move on to thought number four. Science offers only glimpses. And here's a quote. This highlights a weakness in what otherwise might seem quite impressive findings on the yogis. These data points are but glimpses of the altered traits that intensive, prolonged meditation produces. We do not want to reduce this quality of being to what we happen to be able to measure. End quote. And that is Daniel Goleman and Richard Davidson from Altered Traits. And I think that idea applies perfectly to breathing too, right? It's a nice reminder that while we should value scientific findings, we must also remember that they're only a glimpse into the benefits based on what we happen to be able to measure. So I think that's just amazing because I know a lot of the things I love about breathing now, you know, I'm obviously a huge science nerd, but um, are are things I can't quantify really. And, And that's part of the, the power of all this stuff is that it changes who you are. It alters your traits, right? Um, your baseline. So I just think that's amazing. All right. That's it for the four thoughts. Just a quick one more plug for my little free five-day email course on becoming a breathing generalist. I've gotten some really good feedback from people who signed up So uh, on the ideas behind it. So I hope you'll check it out. If you didn't last week, it's in the podcast show notes or back in the email or the blog, wherever you found this audio. Okay, with that, I will move on to the one quote for this week. Love, like taking a deep breath, not only feels great, but is also life-giving, an indispensable source of energy, sustenance, and health. And that is Barbara Fredrickson, PhD from Love 2.0. And finally, the one answer for this week, the category is breath speed. The answer is, a nasal, a, nasal, a nasal exhale travels at a maximum of about this many miles per hour. What is three miles per hour? And I found something along those lines in James Nestor's breath. And so that led me on a Google search and led me to this, uh, this paper showing about three miles an hour for a nasal exhale. All right. That is it for this week. Remember that breath love connection it's all about self-love about feeling safe increasing vagal tone and ultimately allowing us to experience more love throughout our days but remember the breath heart connection another physical link to loving is that entrainment that the the way we breathe can entrain our heart rate which then entrains our nervous system and everything in between and basically makes things run a lot more efficiently Remember, big tech versus Gandhi. To take Gandhi's advice that life is one indivisible whole. So we can't try to do good in one department while doing poorly in the other and try to just apply that as best we can, knowing we'll never be perfect. And then remember that science offers glimpses, right? Just based on what we're capable of measuring. It doesn't mean all those other things don't happen. It's just that we might not be able to measure them. 
And so just keep that in mind as you get excited about science studies, if you're a nerd like I am, that this is just a glimpse into the power of some of these contemplative practices. So thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a great week. I'll see you next time.